You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. And welcome to your Weekend Sports Buzz. We're back. Kelly Patrick Crowell Kellum. We were off a week, but we're back here again to talk about some sports. A lot of great action last night. A lot of upsets in college football. Charlie Strong. I think he's gone, man. I think he's leaving, Kelly. Last night's loss to Florida to Southern Georgia is a sure tell sign that Florida will fire their head coach at the end of the season. You know, in, in a, a poll done by the Orlando Sentinel, most people do think that. Most of the Florida fans, which is normally indic- pretty indicative of possibly what's going to happen, the majority of people do think Florida's going to lose their head coach. What? what what's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Will they then offer the position to Charlie Strong is the question. I don't think that he would. I, in my opinion, I don't think there's much of a question as to whether or not he would take it. I don't think. Do they want to go from must champ, a defense-oriented coach. To a defense-oriented coach. <laughs> to a defensive-oriented coach who lacks offensive substance. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to be – I'm not being critical of Charlie. I love him. I hope he stays here forever. One thing that I am wondering is why, when you look around on, on social media and among the Cardinal fan base, Carlo, would you believe me if I said I have seen people who say they're okay with it if we lose Charlie? Well, I think the, the reason that, that it is oh, they're okay with it is because of the jurich. You got the best AD in the world. He'll go out and find somebody better. You would think so. And, and I felt that way. I was adamantly a a proponent of Jurich's ability to replace Bobby Petrino. What is the old saying? A, a, a well, burden? I, what is it? Well, I think it's one of those situations where I he mean, gave a friend the opportunity. Yeah. And well, you learn, you know, I don't think he'll make that same mistake twice. He's yeah. a, he's an AD genius. You never know, though. You never know. Why? Would Especially we? making the big move to ACC, I don't think he would he would uh, get a coach he didn't. He would go get a coach that he knew that could make them successful moving into the ACC because this is a different ball game. Who would he hire, That's Bobby Petrino? That's a good question. Would you hire Bobby Petrino back? <sighs> I don't know. Well, I, I I personally like Charlie Strong over. I'd rather have Charlie. I would rather keep Charlie Strong without a doubt. Then get Bobby Petrino back. I don't care about offensive flashiness, and this can relate to our, our topic of um, you know that, that we've discussed multiple times on the show is style over substance. Louisville's winning; they've lost one game this year, one game, and the offense is not playing up to the expectations of a John L. Smith or a Bobby Petrino-led offense. And Louisville fans are upset by that. A lot of criticism uh, being thrown toward Charlie and Sean Watson. I mean, rightfully so. The offense sucks. I mean, they had, I was at the game yesterday well, against Memphis. You know, I had a long day yesterday, by the way. But the, they're not opening up the offense. All that talent on offense, all that speed. I mean, come up with some creative plays, man. I mean, it's just Why? it's so simple. Because you've got the talent to execute it. But, but, but what if that results in turnovers and it's a different style than what Charlie Strong plays? You, you remember the beginning of the season I said that Teddy Bridgewater, he was up for the Heisman, you know, the Heisman talk. I said he's going to probably end up being like Cal Orton was. Cal Orton was the big Heisman hope, uh, big Heisman hopeful when he was at Purdue his last year, and then he just fizzled away. Same thing's happened to Teddy Bridgewater, man. 
I mean, that they didn't get this. They're not giving him the opportunity to make big plays. He can make them. No, I, I agree with you there. And and the topic that I'm talking about is not Teddy's Heisman candidacy. It's Charlie. But if they open up, if they open up the offense, that would have helped his candidacy. It all it all falls into one at one category. The, at the end of the day, Charlie Strong is evaluated how winning by winning. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're going to the Russell Simmons Bowl. I guess it's acceptable. <laughs> I, I understand Louisville fans are upset. I think it's ridiculous to say that you want Charlie Strong gone. Give us a call, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Are you one of those crazy fans who I think, if you if you want Charlie Strong to be fired or to, to lose, uh, you'd be happy if he left for Florida, and you're a Louisville fan, I think you deserve to be slapped in the face. So what does this mean for Florida? I want to hear from our, our listeners, our Cards fans, do you think it is fair to be as critical of Charlie Strong and Sean Watson as we are. Sean Watson is doing what Charlie Strong tells him to do. Mike Sanford was fired last year in the middle of the year or two years ago, whenever it was, because of his relationship with Charlie Strong. Sean Watson is playing the style that Charlie Strong wants to. I mean, Watson is is get all the credit he wants. Maybe he'll be a head coach down the road. Charlie Strong likes that type of Style. He's a defensive but even, coach. But even running the ball, you can still be exciting. You saw Georgia Southern do it yesterday against Florida. Yeah. You got three dynamic running backs at Louisville. Do something Do something special with those three. You got three-headed horse there, man. I mean, it's just basic running up the middle football. It's nothing exciting at all. My defense to that would be so you think that you would do better at it than him. So uh, so, so they, they, they are choosing these plays, and you think it's really that easy. Listen, when I'm playing Madden or college, I can <laughs> run some. I got a heck of a playbook. So, yeah, I think I can implement a playbook that can make them successful. I'm pretty confident with that. I know we're being facetious by saying <laughs> this and dumbing it down to that level, but I think that it's truly a different world when it comes to whether or not you're a head coach and the offensive coordinator. And sure, you want to put up Oregon video game type numbers, right? Everybody likes that. It helps recruiting. Um, it gets you more exposure on ESPN. All that stuff. You get more people drafted. It's definitely but, more exciting. Definitely more exciting. But at the end of the day, how are you evaluated as a head coach? And is there a difference between us as fans sitting in the stands and watching at home? And Colin Coward always says... Well, the if, game if, was pretty empty yesterday. What's that? The, the seats were pretty empty yesterday. They were. Yeah, it was freezing cold. It was a, a not a... Not a so if they were an undefeated team at this point, do you think the fan, the, the stands would have been filled? More so than they were, certainly. Well, one, one loss is that much of an impact? That one loss, yeah. That that was a bad – yeah. I, I, I predicted Louisville to win every game this year. I certainly – I said they had about a 5% chance of playing in the national championship game, even if they won every single game. So did you guys get rid of that 12-0 t-shirt? I did not. <laughs> There's a lot of other good stories out there right now. Uh, the Cards basketball team beat Fairfield 71-57 to yesterday. Rick Pitino was very disappointed in the performance. Uh, the Cards play again today against North Carolina, 1 o'clock p.m. Big game, big test for the Cards. The, in, a, in a schedule... The one of their two biggest games of the year. Yeah. In a schedule that lacks much substance, yeah. today at 1 o'clock, the Cards will be tested. Kentucky... Their next game is tomorrow against Cleveland State on ESPN3. We're just tuning it on up, man, getting ready. That loss against Michigan State was a good loss for us. Had we hit the feet, had we hit our free throws that game, it would have been a different story. I know it's what ifs, what ifs, but there's something from the kids to learn from, a learning experience. Come around March, 
April, it'll be a different Kentucky team. A more experienced Kentucky team, well-tuned team. We're only on the air once a week, Carlo. We weren't on last week, so there's some stories we haven't got to. It's a lot. Um, you know, uh, over the past week, Chris Smith was assigned to the D-League. Um, he has received lots of criticism by guys like Bill Simmons and other analysts uh, for the fact that he's making $485,000 a year to play for the Knicks, even if he's in the D-League. And it's pretty much because of his brother. I think we can agree, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to know, do you have a problem with that? Do our listeners think that that's fair? If you were a fan of the New York Knicks who have underperformed as long as I can remember, um, would you? Be, how upset would you be if your, your team was throwing money at somebody's little brother just to keep J.R. Smith happy? I guess my question is, who cares about Chris Smith? <laughs> Okay. It's a, I mean, it's a... He's a card. I do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, fi- yeah, he's a, yeah. a member of a Final Four Louisville Cardinals team, Carlo. I think when you talk Does about... Does that not hold no, any weight with you? No, in the NBA, you talk about guys who have rings. There are a lot of guys in the league right now that are cats that are champions. Okay. You're right. That's that's a, a very that's, valid... That, what he did at college has nothing to do with, uh, you know, uh, on the on the NBA level. John Wall. I, I agree with you. I think he. I don't think they, they should be playing favorites like that. Just got, if that's the real reason why, just because it's his brother, that's the only reason why they keep him tagging along. It's happened before. You know, Jordan Palmer was on the, the Bengals roster. Yeah, for his brother. Yeah, yeah Carson's little brother um, a few years ago. Also, Peyton Seba made his debut uh, for the Pistons last week. That's right. I think he had two points, one steal, Didn't one assist. Yeah. Didn't do much. Actually, I think it was two steals, two points, one assist, something along the along that line. But he, uh, he's he's out of the D League, and uh, back on the main roster. My Cincinnati Bengals have an off week. Looked pretty good against Cleveland uh, the week before. Uh, Andy Dalton, man, I told you he's the man. What you don't believe in him still? Andy Dalton I, is the future. I far from of believe in, football. in Andy Dalton. I am far from. I'll bring up the box score. He's my favorite redhead. <laughs> he's your favorite redhead. Let's see here. I'll bring up the box score um, from that game. Cincinnati did win 41-20. Andy Dalton had three touchdowns, two interceptions, threw for a whopping 93 yards. And one of those interceptions, I think it was a pick six. Andy Dalton, in my opinion, is not the answer, and he's far from it. The leading division right now, they're on their way to winning their division this year. Keep it. They can keep up this pace. No, I'm I'm very happy with the direction of the program. Uh, as a, a lifelong Cincinnati Bengals fan, I have a lot to look forward to. They're on a bye week this week. Carlo, your team's the New York Giants. We're back, and I told you we're making a run for our division right now. We beat the Dallas Cowboys today. We're right there behind. Uh, maybe I think a game behind um, Philly. If we win, we'll be at five and six, one game below five hundred. The big- after starting off zero and six, the New York Giants are routing their way back into the playoff picture. 8.30 p.m. tonight on NBC, we get to see what I expect to be Tony Dungy and Dan Patrick on NBC for the game of the day. No question about it. Denver and Peyton Manning at New England. New England coming off a tough loss against the Carolina Panthers. I'm telling you, man, we'll talk about it later. Cam Newton is the real deal. Oh. Car- Carolina's for real, but we'll talk, we'll talk oh. about that later. Yeah. But yeah. I'm right there with you. The classic debate also of... Brady versus Manning. I mean, is this turning into our generation's bird and magic type rivalry? So, (laughs) always different schools of thought on that 
question and debate. Well, I just got two wide receivers playing in that game. That's on my fantasy team. I want to do well. That's the only thing I really care about. The streak lives. For everybody that doesn't know, we're in a fantasy <laughs> league together. If you I, haven't read about it. I have the longest win streak in this league's history. <laughs> this is the first year of the I, league. I started off. <laughs> Matt, this is the first year of that league, isn't it? Okay, it's in the league's history. Though. In the league's history, I have the longest win streak. After starting off 0-4, I'm now 7-4 and with a seven-game win streak. I told you at the beginning of the season that I'm a GM fantasy football genius, and I've proven that thus far. I was doubting your claim to being a fantasy genius after you started out 0-4. And I can uh, assure all of our listeners that Carlo has reminded me frequently via text when I see him in person. He is on a seven-week winning streak, and it is very impressive. I'm actually adjusting my roster as we speak. He's very active on the waiver wires. Lots to talk about today. Carlo and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Wanna go to the mosque, no time for females. I'm losing touch with my homie, he's a changed man. He hit the pin You're listening to the weekend sports buzz. When I say Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line at 384-1450. Congratulations on the wet. And welcome back to your weekend sports buzz with your host Kelly Patrick. I'm Carlo Kellum. I like the intro that brought us back in. Some old Tupac, man. Took me back to 95, 96 right there, man. Good stuff, good stuff. That's how we do it here at the Weekend Sports Buzz, giving you uh, the best jams on, on, on top of the best sporting news. On the line, I've got my man, The Truth, who's been eagerly waiting during the break to talk to us about some Indiana football. Indiana football. Truth, you there? Or do you want to talk? You probably want to talk yes, basketball. I'm, I'm you there, don't want to talk I'm football, there, do you? I'm there. So it's, All right. Let me say something about Ohio State, and then I'll say something about Indiana. If Ohio State was would be in the SEC. They would have already probably about four losses. Well, the 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 thing that really matters at the end of the day is they don't. They didn't lose last year, and it looks like they may run the table this year. Truth. And what does that mean for the for the championship? If you got Alabama, Florida State, and Ohio State undefeated, who goes to the? Obviously, everyone wants to see Florida State and Alabama. Well, do they if James Winston isn't able to play? Uh, Florida State, I don't care if they starting quarterback don't play. They deserve it because I'm going to be straight up. The Big Ten uh, is really down in football the last three years. Uh, only reason why Ohio State win because they got the athlete to beat the, everybody else in the Big Ten. Every, we thought Michigan was going to be back on the map, and they done fell off the map again. Indiana football, Indiana football. We they just let me down this year. They defense ranked number nine. They didn't even prove. They, I thought but, they at least move up to number eighty. But last year, you guys played Ohio State a lot tougher. I mean, what what happened between now and then? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't even see the game. I have to watch. Oh, yesterday. truth. You didn't. So. You didn't. You didn't record it, man. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm gonna watch it today. After when Pittsburgh beat Cleveland Browns, I watched that. Hey, but let's let's get. Uh, uh, about the about the Hoosiers going down, you know, um, that was a good game. We just we 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 still young, and I'm, they showed me that they can play with the big boys. Forty two to what? Forty two to ten? What was the score? Hell, I don't know about that truth. Well, I'm talking about basketball. Oh, now. basketball. Now. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. I'm like, I'm like HBO. I'm like, I know I got so much time to talk on radio, so I just try to kick all the knowledge <laughs> out and get to the point. 
Hey, but uh, what are you? Hey, I I know I got to tell you something about Daquan Lowe. I got it. What do you got? For I us? heard the uh, Daquan Lowe. You would put it to the back. It's left up to him to wear the candy apple red pants. <laughs> so what does that mean? He's a Hoosier. If he can get his grades up, okay. If if he can if he can. Uh, do good this uh, summer and it's a great nice five months is left up to him. If Daquan get his grace up, you can take this to the truth. He will be wearing an Indiana uh, uniform. Is that a big deal? I know that you have um, not always been so complimentary of Jaquan Lyle. How big of a deal would it be to land the six foot four, relatively highly coveted point guard? Well, see, here's the thing I, I wanted. If he can grow up and uh, stuff like that, the main thing with me now is his grades. He got to get his grades up. And, uh, and everybody say he's 6'4". He's not 6'4". I'm going to let everybody know. How tall is he? He is 6'7". <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he's a big guard. Um, you know, yeah. he, he for some reason, despite him being what I think Cal likes, big wing guys with point guard skills, he... He he didn't really get much attention from from Calipari, and that always intrigued me. Normally, when someone spurns the Louisville Cardinals, turns them down, you can take it to the bank. Especially if they're a highly rated guy like Jaquan Lyle, take it to the bank. They're going to end up as a wildcat. Not with I, this guy. That tells me something. Truth. What is the problem other you, than his grades? I would tell you why most of the schools stand away from his cost his grades. That's the most of it. And his attitude. Well, I'll he could go, go, to, go to Louisville and listen to some prep school uh, to go to the 13th grade and get them ready. This is what you guys specialize Every in, right? Every school does that, Carlo. Kentucky doesn't. Well, yeah, they do. John well, Wall. Well, they, the, John Wall not did as, it. Not You've as, heard of John Wall. Not as frequent as Louisville does. No, you guys got no. like two guys a year to do it every no, year. No, we yeah. have one guy, Terry Rozier. We have um, we have John. All right, you have John Wall, and then you have the guy from I, Lexington who did it. You guys have two guys. I think Louisville only has one. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Hey, let me ask you a question. I got a question to ask y'all. All right. Let's hear it. Did y'all heard, uh, I know y'all have been talking about it. Did y'all heard Bettino press conference uh, when he was trying to bl- blame you-know-who about the thinking about the car, going to public record? What do y'all think about that? I think he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Who? You talking about Kevin Ware? Oh, I thought you were saying uh, Matt Jones. Let's just, I mean, we're on about the speeding ticket. We can say Matt Jones is who you're hinting at. Though, oh, you're talking about Matt Jones. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the speeding ticket. Yeah, I, I did hear the clips. And, and do you think there's a, 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 a legitimate rivalry here between Rick and Matt Jones? That's what Matt Jones wants, Truth. What do you think of it? I, here's what I look at it. Who is Matt we, Jones? Look, I'm joking. Matt Jones <laughs> with Kentucky. I know, I'm joking. Hey, but look, we'll get, guess what? And you know and I know, Matt Jones, if you, he loved controversy. I call him the Rotto Beer, uh, Rotto. You remember Rotto always wanted yeah, to stuff? Hey, man, Kelly ain't hip. He don't know about Safford and Son. <laughs> I've watched that. He don't know about Rotto. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's what I look at. If Kentucky fans and Kadula fans, they take things, to, uh, it's just the sports. You don't get in people's personal life and try to uh, tear them down because uh, my my granddad used to tell me, he said, true, if you keep on sending the hunting dogs out and bringing trash on everybody else, sooner or later somebody's going to bring some trash out on you. 
So don't do stuff that you wouldn't have done. And then not only that, Matt Jones uh, don't like Louisville. Louisville don't like him. But he's a lawyer. He can go to public record and do and do that. But, see, don't use it to try to cut somebody down. And not only if Patino got something high, that's between Louisville and the people in Indianapolis to catch them. It's not for Kentucky or North Carolina, Indiana, because you don't like this school to go tell on them. Well, you know, truth being that well, you, you have a history between you and Kevin Ware of not so much even getting along. He called you an inappropriate name. He called you an inappropriate name. Um, and now I hear Truth being the the, mid, taking his side. the yeah. middle ground man, the Indiana fan looking uh, from a distance at this situation. So you're telling me, Truth, that you're siding with Kevin Ware, and you're saying that your man, you talk to Matt Jones a lot. You're saying your man, and Matt, I talk to Jones, Kevin Ware a lot. Okay, I talk to Kevin Ware. But here's the problem. I I I, I said if you heard me last uh, on Matt Jones, uh, if Kevin it's time for Kevin Ware, Patino uh, have and the University of Louisville have stand by Kevin Ware. It's time for Kevin Ware to be a a man. What he do off court, what he do on court is good. It's how you do what off the court. Sooner or later, when you ain't you at University of Louisville, and when you gone out of college and you do something, all the trash you used to do. It's going to come back to hunt. He needs to take responsibility. There are students who don't even get chances at college and mess up. They get thrown out. This man has so many chances, and he's taking it as granted. It's time for him to be a man, so not who, a boy. So whose car was it, Truth? Who I don't know who it is. I really don't care. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he don't. See, see I'm going to tell you what it is. You take people like Russ Smith. Don't nobody talk about Russ Smith. He's doing what's right off the court and on the court. But, see, all the people looking at the bad people like Kevin Ware and uh, Bohanna. But look at the Kevin Look at what uh, Russ Smith doing. Let's, if you want to look at somebody positive, well, the basketball thing, let's look at him. I agree and with you. Don't get to, you know, because, you know, everybody always looking for the negative. But let's look at the positive stuff on some people. That's what I'm trying to I try to keep a balance on 50-50. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I can go to any – I go to Indiana, pick out players I don't like, but that's not my job. The truth, I agree with you, you know, to a large extent. Um it's a, a situation that's really captivated the local media over the last couple of weeks, I guess. Or what is it? What, and what I'm going to bring up something else. I'll tell you something else. I What's disagree here? with Matt Jones. All right. When he talked, remember when he made a big deal about Tom Crean kissing his son? Yeah. On the mouth. See, uh, but see, I, I don't. Really? But see, you know the reason why he can't say that? Because, hey, you know what? He ain't got no kids, so he's not a father. So that <laughs> tells me. He, it tells me that he don't. He loves sports. He loves Kentucky basketball. Don't know what. Even all the time, all the time he's around uh, women's at UK, and he ain't got a date yet. He got a prop. <laughs> there's more. There's more to it than you know being doing on the radio. But also, the Bible says he that found a wife found a good thing. So Matt Jones must not be a good thing because no no woman want him. <laughs> so I'm a. So let's let's set out this Thanksgiving to everybody who listened to him, and we're gonna find Matt Jones, a U of L wife. How about that? A U of L fan, a U of L fan for yes. a wife. Yes. Okay. See, that's 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 put make that balance in his life. He needs balance in his life, and the truth's gonna help him. Truth, find a wife. I'm truth. A, I know you're married to a Kentucky fan, aren't you? 
Who? You. No, my wife is a Kentucky fan. No, that's yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So I yeah, agree see, with you. I got a a balance, little bit of see? balance doesn't hurt anybody. You're right. Yeah. That's, yeah, a little balance my brother. But uh, you know, we know who's the uh, we know who the best team is Indiana, not Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all have a good day. Thank you very much, Truth. Truth bringing the heat this morning. You know, he was going right at He said He thinks the solution to all the hostility between Louisville and Kentucky fans is that Matt Jones finds himself a Louisville fan for a wife. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if uh, Truth mentions that to to Matt when he speaks speaks with them, I'm sure, soon. We are joined in studio by someone who covers the University of Louisville. We have, uh, today we're just full of guests and surprises. We are. So we have the honor to be joined by the former Miss Kentucky, right? Current Miss Kentucky. Current Miss Kentucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Current Miss Kentucky. get the microphone figured out here. Can we, can we hear? Hello, can you hear me? No, that's better. We yes. can yes. hear you, The yes. current Miss Kentucky, we have live in the studio, and she also covers the Louisville football and basketball games, so she's there firsthand right in the middle of the action covering the games, and she has a lot to speak about it. You, what, what about the speeding ticket? Do you know about it? Honestly, I don't, but I think, you know, I was listening on my way here, and I think that goes a long way to first realize that these are kids. And I think, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on sports in Kentucky. Of course, basketball is king. But I think sometimes we forget that these are 19, 20, 21-year-olds that have a lot of pressure on them. Now, is that excusing behavior? Absolutely not. But I think we have to realize that, yes, they are role models because of what they do. And they should be held accountable for the things that they do. But I don't think it's up for our media to um, place such scrutiny on them because at the end of the day, they're kids. Well, I didn't know the truth, and you know Kevin, we're good friends, man. He says he talks to him all the time, so he he has the inside track on what's going on. With they the got over situation. their early uh, spat that they had years ago. They're way over that, okay. I guess, and they they do communicate frequently. I agree with you. Um, they are kids. If I were to go back and track, I went to high school with Matt back there. What I was doing when I was their age? Yeah, yeah, your street cred. He has street cred. I was doing worse <laughs> stuff than than going a hundred miles an hour and getting pulled over for a speeding ticket. I think a lot of people who are critical of the situation are being hypocritical in that they have many things that they've done negatively in their past that they're not bringing up necessarily. Either that, or they weren't in a position when they were when everything they did was so highlighted. Yeah, nobody cares. They say, and the worst thing that I hear, and I hear it all the time when I say, "Hey, man, I I got." In trouble for worse things than that is, well, you didn't have the opportunities they had. Things That doesn't matter. Everybody has great opportunities. We live in America. Everybody's got the opportunity to go out and excel. I shouldn't have wanted to screw things up for myself just as much as Kevin Ware didn't want to for him, himself. And he didn't do anything that bad. He was speeding. No, right. he was in somebody else's car. That's a violation of the no, NCAA it's not. rules. Who says it is? A Kentucky fan, me. Oh, okay. okay. So because so you never drove someone else's car when well, the rules apply differently when you're an athlete. Oh, in college. That's, well, I was yeah. an athlete, the, the so are, I mean, okay. So if you got caught, no, you're not supposed to do that. Just like I can't buy you a Big Mac. You can't. Not not if you're an athlete. No, there there. It, it's a rule. If you're a booster, it's and you're, a rule. You're specifically there's people who are off limits they to do things they like that. They can't accept any. What's handouts. happening in Alabama right now, where a, a coach lent the safety uh, Nick's money. That is a specific rules violation. Miami, the issues they had with Nevin Shapiro and a booster being on the sideline, having completely um, unguarded access to the players and to doing illegal Des things. Des Bryant having dinner at uh, Deion Sanders' house gets cost him his season. Yeah. Having dinner. Things like that. 
So I guess in your buddy's car is a different thing. So that's what I'm going to say, is the problem for you Kentucky people that he got a speeding ticket or is it, oh, he got a speeding ticket and no one's really upset about it. So let's talk about the fact that I think that the fact that people want to know whose car he was driving. That Why does the, it matter? That's the, that's the story. It was his friend's car. All right. Is that his friend? You need their name so you can go in their I, I, I think too? I think people don't make sure that he's not getting special. That's the, what it's all about. That's why those rules are put in place to make sure they don't get any type of you know special treatment. How do we know it wasn't the car dealership's car he was borrowing? Because of crazy Kentucky fans who are running uh, <laughs> checks on the insurance reports for years. Oh, are they really? And yeah, and the names have been released of whose car it was Hilarious. and the relationship to the University of Louisville, and there is. But Louisville is being very transparent about it, and it doesn't appear there's any rules violation at all. Kentucky fans can I mean, it's have just all like the, the fun. Just like there's the, all sorts just of like other the great stories situation. going on yeah. in the country where they could be following, enjoying sports. They can continue to focus on that. So this is getting swept under the rug just like the autograph uh, scandal. Exactly right? like that. Louisville just does whatever they want. Once again, we're joined in studio by Ashley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley Danielle. Us, Ashley Danielle. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Ashley. You are the current... I'm the current Miss Kentucky United States. Um, I grew up in Louisville and played basketball at Manual. Okay. And I played at Berea College, and awesome. I still have a couple records there. Tell for, us about it. What, what, what were your records? Um, I was the all-time leading rebounder. That record just got broken uh, maybe a couple years oh. ago. And um, I had a record for most games started. I was in the 1,000-point club, 500-rebound club. Wow. All around ball. So basketball so you, you, what high school did you go to? I went to Manual. Manual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you started four years Yes, Bria. all four years, wow. every game. Were there any overseas aspirations to go play basketball? You know, yeah, on a actually, level? Um, my roommate and I had planned to go to England to play together once we graduated, and she actually went. Um, I tore my MCL and ACL yeah. in March during the conference tournament in my senior year, so um, I kind of had made a decision whether or not to finish my nursing degree or not. So, <laughs> so I chose to finish my degree, and I came back to. Louisville and started working. So you can speak a little bit about your ACL injury. Kobe Bryant coming off the same type of injury. How hard is it to recover from that? Well, I think my situation was a little bit interesting because I tore two ligaments and um, the rehab was significant, but I was on the runway walking in heels and seven weeks after. Oh, (laughs) Kobe Bryant, you hear that? (laughs) She was back at work seven weeks after and it's taking you this long to get back on the court. More um, recent injury news that we haven't even talked about yet is, you know, Carlo and I on the weekend sports buzz every Sunday from 10 to 12, we talk about all sports. Derek Rose had another injury yesterday. Uh, I thought you were talking about my, my freak injury. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Carlo that did have a freak injury, injury yeah, last yeah, night yeah. to his eye. You know, um, last night there was, more, induced. there was more blood from me than it was the actual fights. Oh, my God. The doctor had to spend a good 10 minutes backstage with me to get me to stop bleeding. But, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I, I won't go into details, man. It's pretty scary. I, I really want to know <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Well, basically, I'm getting old, so I had a mole on my face. I'm, I'm sitting there at the table, ringside, you know, getting ready for the next fight. Todd walks over to me. It's Todd, you know, the commissioner behind you in the, in the, in the, behind the glass. He said, hey, you got something on your face. He grabs it, and he rips it. <laughs> so the whole time, it's kind of hanging off my face. I can see it now. It was already getting bigger, so I had the doc cut it off. So I went backstage. You know, the doc took a scalpel and just sliced it off, and then it just started bleeding profusely. Oh my gosh! But I'm a, I'll be all right, man. I'll be all right. Now back to the the injury, a little bit less significant than mine. Derek Car- Roach. Carlo and I are both lifelong NBA fans. Interesting season underway this year. Eastern Conference, what was thought to be a three-team race. Indiana, twelve and one, top of the conference, ahead of Miami, who's obviously going through playing for some good basketball. A, right a three-peat. The third team is Chicago, and Derek Rose seems to have 
re-injured himself, and maybe who the, knows the how, how far he's out. Yeah, the, yeah uh, he's, I think the MRI is planned for. I think uh, it was this weekend. I don't think the results came have been publicized yet, but it it, it could be possibly be scary. You know, two double knee injuries. I'm having flashbacks and like Bernard King, man. I don't know if you remember Bernard King from back in the day. He used to play for the Knicks. I've seen he, highlights of him. He, he was probably he was probably one of the could have been one of the greatest basketball players ever if he didn't have those multiple knee injuries. And hopefully Rose doesn't have that same type of fate because he's definitely a talent on the court. Apparently, but, a, a point guard who's six foot three, attacking seven foot guys on the uh, with off two feet, just like nobody I've ever seen before. Apparently, that doesn't work so well on your knees. Shocker! <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. So, um, I, what I think is interesting is to see. Who's going to give – is anyone going to give Miami competition this year? Do you think Indiana really has what it takes? Yes, I think Danny Indiana – they, have, way back they have the low post presence uh, to be competitive with Miami. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, it was a tough series. Seriously. Do you not think so? I disagree. I mean, well, my loyalty lies with LeBron James, of course. But I definitely think they have successfully created a dynasty. And it's tough to to challenge a team that is so strong at every position. I, Such as Miami? Well, the post. I think a little weak in the post. Well, I mean, yeah, Joel I'll give you Anthony, that. Greg Oden? Yeah. They're I not mean, strong at every position unless well, you put LeBron at the five. Which he, he probably could do. Yeah. You he, could. He, he could pull a Magic Johnson. You yeah. don't. He could do a Magic Johnson. In t- especially in today's NBA where Kevin Garnett, old man, thrives at the five spot. LeBron could, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's a, a small forward. So, I mean, Joel Anthony sucks. Greg <laughs> Oden is. Bad, bad knees, he man. Yeah. yeah, bad knees. Uh, I, I really thought they would go out well, and get, get somebody on the free agent market, but I, I guess it too. shows you the lack of big man that's out there right mm-hmm. now. So Roy Hibbert, when it, what it comes down to is an NBA playoff Eastern Conference, will Roy Hibbert be able to exploit the weakness? They couldn't do it last Roy year. Hi- Roy Hibbert is arguably the second best big man in the NBA. Behind who? Dwight Howard. Mm. Okay. You think in a, in a uh, seven-game series they will be able to beat – the heat. No, you know I'm a Miami fan, so I, I've been a Miami. I'm fan I'm here with since, two Miami fans. Yeah, I, I've Sorry, been a, I've been a Miami fan since the Ronnie Cycli, Glenn Rice, Steve Smith days. Man, I go way back, man, way back. I got I got a picture of me with a uh, with a minor jersey on from when I was a kid. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think Miami's problem is going to lie in the post once again. Even if I have to play run across Chicago, if Chicago makes it to the playoffs, they're still stronger than in the post. They struggled with them last year in the playoffs. Danny Granger is back. I mean, do you think that's going to put them over the hump? I don't see. Um, I'm a I'm a lifelong Pacers fan, like you are with the Heat. I don't see. Um, I don't Danny that. Granger. He's not even playing yet. I don't know how this will work out. Other stories on the the uh, topics for today are, as Carlo and I like the, to talk about the NFL. Yeah, that also don't forget about our sponsor. The show's brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. J is for justice. When are we going to have him on for his legal? Uh, oh, actually, advice? he's going to probably be calling in here shortly to give his legal advice on the Jameis Winston? Winston situation. So, Ashley, what is your take on the Jameis Winston situation? Do I you know? Do you know much? About actually, forty-five out the hour. That's a tough, a tough uh, topic. What I think it comes down to for the, the the mainstream fan who's not involved, we don't know the specifics of really. I mean, there are some specifics being released, but will Florida State be able to play in the national championship game, even if Ohio State wins out? When we come back, let's talk about that. And then also I think uh, Brandon will be calling in also to touch on it 45 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back with your weekend sports bus show.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with Carlo Kellum. I'm Kelly Patrick. Joined in studio by Ashley, who has a very impressive overall resume. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, during the break, she was telling us that she is a all-time leading rebounder at a, a college, Berea. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on your PhD? PhD in nursing, yeah. In nursing. Um, and you also box? Yes, I box. On top of that, you're also Miss Kentucky, reigning Miss Kentucky. For a couple more months, yes. Okay. <laughs> Carla, what's your resume? I, I think that your fight uh, gimmick should be Superwoman because you do it all. Superwoman. Yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah. yeah, you do it all. She's pretty tough. Joined on the Oxmore Ford Lincoln buzz line right now, we do have Brian the Insider. Brian, what is going on in the world of horse racing as we speak? Good morning, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, I just wanted to update everybody. You know, we've got uh, uh, Churchill Downs is still open. And uh, Friday is the signature race for the fall meet, the Clark Handicap. And it is really shaping up as a fantastic uh, meet. You know, we talked on this program for a lot about Game on Dude. Game on Dude was the uh, uh, favorite going into the Breeders' Cup Classic and threw a real dud out in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Well, Bob Baffert didn't like the way that ended, didn't, like, didn't think his horse ran his race. So he is shipping from California Game on Dude to Louisville to run in the Clark Handicap, which is a really marquee pickup for that race. And then on top of that, we'll take charge who finished a fast closing second in that same race, the Breeders' Cup Classic. He will also be in the race. So it is shaping up as a fantastic day of racing on Friday. As everybody knows, Thursdays the traditional Thanksgiving uh, day out there, which is a huge day at Churchill Downs. A lot of families have their Thanksgiving meals out there. And then Friday is the uh, Clark, which is, as I said, shaping up. It's also got uh, Golden Ticket in it. And Golden Ticket finished second behind Golden Sense, Patino's horse, in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. So uh, really shaping up as a fantastic race. Probably go about 5 o'clock on uh, Friday, this coming Friday at Churchill Downs. So uh, really, really impressed with the uh, field that they brought in from that. And then on the uh, Kentucky Derby 2014 front, yesterday uh, they ran the Delta De- Delta Downs jackpot, uh, which was a million-dollar race, and a horse trained by Tom Amos named Rise Up won that and collected 10 points towards the Derby point system for next year. And if you recall, after all the uh, you know jockeying was done for the uh, – point system last year 10 points would have got you into the race so uh we don't know where it's going to end up this year but uh already starting to get points and uh get the field starting to shape, get some kind of form anyhow for the 2014 kentucky derby brian um with game on dude losing the breeder cup Be- breeders cup classic is it a safe statement to say wise dan is a repeat horse of the year yeah, I think there's no question now. We talked on it a couple weeks on the program. Wise Dan will be the repeat winner. Uh, Baffert does want to redeem Game on Dude. I don't see – I mean, if, if Game on Dude romps in the Clark uh, against a great field, and then he – and that's obviously why Patino, Patino – why Baffert's sending him over. So, you know, that's the thinking from the Baffert camp, that if he re- wins impressively, he can redeem himself – and beat out Wise Dan. I don't see that happening, but if it's a very impressive performance, I mean, his resume, Game on Dude's resume this year was fantastic. That's why he was the short price in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, so 
it's interesting to see. I think it's fantastic for horse racing that he's going to put him on the plane and fly him over for this race. Uh, so it's it's very interesting. But I, my smart money still says White Ben repeats his horse of the year. Brian, who's leading the pack right now in the point system leading up to Derby? Uh, a good question. There's a couple of them with 10. There's only been uh, 10. Now, Saturday is closing uh, day at Churchill Downs, and it's nothing but two-year-olds. Now, keep in mind with the breads, they're all two-year-olds. They all change birth dates uh, on January 1st. So this crop of two-year-olds will obviously be three-year-olds January 1st, and the, that's the Kentucky Derby crop for 2014. So there's, a, there, there's only been a handful of 10-point races. Churchill will have one Saturday. Uh, that they're going to run, uh, so uh, someone will pick it up. But 10 points, there's a couple horses that have 10 points, but as we all know, uh, the point system is um, bottom-weighted, and it will really start picking up uh, as we get into 14 and obviously as we get closer towards uh, the running of the Kentucky Derby. 1450's very own Jim Rome had a new horse resurface this past weekend, Shared Belief. Uh, you got any, any news on that horse? I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch Jim, the question. I said Jim Rome uh, just purchased a new horse called Shared Belief that uh, I think he debuted this past weekend. Did you get get a chance to catch him in action? No, I didn't see that, but I have heard of the horse. And, uh, no, I, I don't have an update on Shared Belief, how he did uh, or she did, but uh, um, don't have an update on that. I'm sorry. Now, we missed our big event last week due to Kelly. Uh, being out of town, we were supposed to go to the night out, so we're going to have to reschedule that, uh, Brian. Again, yeah. uh, I guess during, I guess maybe we have to wait to next season, maybe to the spring. Did you, Did you make it out for night racing? No, nah, I, I didn't get to make it out because it's Kelly's fault. Uh, he, he pretty much messed up <laughs> our plans, so uh, I guess the springtime we can replan it and, and get get us back together, get back on track for it. Maybe we can invite Miss Kentucky. I'd, I'd love to do that. Hey, if you if you get it, I'd like to do that. If you get a chance, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Great. I know it's going to be a little cool in Louisville. Uh, yeah, week, I can't do the cold weather. A great time. <laughs> great time to get out to the races. I'll be there Thursday uh, after turkey dinner. And I'll catch the last four or five races, and then I'll be there most of uh, Friday and would not miss the Clark Handicap for anything. I'm really excited about how that race is shaping up. Invite all your uh, uh, listeners to get out there. That's a world-class field they're putting together for that Clark Handicap. $500,000 Clark Handicap, as I said going about 5 o'clock on Friday at Churchill Downs. Brian, looking over the point system leading up to the 2014 Kentucky Derby, I'm a layman. I like to look at the simple way to track the sport, and that's how I do it. Just go to the website, road to the 2014 Kentucky Derby. You can see which horses are earning points already toward qualifying for the Kentucky Derby. This upcoming Saturday, not only will they be running at Churchill Downs, the Kentucky Jockey Club race, but also at Aqueduct in New York. Out of those two events, those two races that are eligible for the points toward the Kentucky Derby, are there any specific horses we need to keep our eyes peeled for? Not that I know of. Guys, you know, at this so time early. of year, uh, you know, a lot of trainers don't even really want to crank their horses up. It's always fun to uh, look at the finish of the Kentucky Derby and see when those horses got going. A lot of trainers really don't like cranking their horses up in the two-year-old season here. Uh, they, they, you know, a lot of the, it, probably the winning horse in next year's Kentucky Derby, I would say has not run yet and will not run this weekend. I mean, just statistically going through past years, uh, most of them are late blooming three-year-olds and that's why the point system is so heavily weighted on the back end and also weighted towards longer races at uh, this time of year. They're not really running that far. A lot of the good horses are down in Florida, 
getting ready for the three-year-old season. But uh, you can't have a horse come out of this and, and, and obviously do very well. It's happened before, but uh, if I had to bet, 2014's Kentucky Derby winner has not raced yet. Well, Brian, we appreciate the update. We're going to head into a quick commercial break. Hopefully you can call back in next week and uh, talk about what happened after Turkey Day, our own Turkey Day with the great racing that's going on uh, this Thursday. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a great day. All right. Injured in an accident, you may be entitled to a cash settlement. This show, as everyone knows, is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, J is for Justice. You can reach him at 502-587-0041. And we're actually going to get some great legal advice from Brandon here very shortly after the break. He's going to be calling in talking about the Jameson uh, Winston situation and give his, uh, give his opinion on, on the legal aspect of it, of what this means for him and his future. So we'll be right back with the week, Weekend Sports Bus. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick with Carlo Kellum and Ashley Daniel in studio with us this morning. We are going to have a couple guests throughout the rest of the show. Our man Brandon J. Lawrence for some legal advice. I forget, Carlo, what's J stand for? J stands for justice. J stands for justice. Best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. He'll be talking about the Jameis Winston case, which has all sorts of different elements to it. You can always... Nothing gets people fired. Fired up like a rape case. Is that true, Carlo? It's a very sensitive topic. It's very, uh, very relevant, you though, know, uh, in this year's college football landscape. Florida State is probably going to have the Heisman Trophy winner who plays in a national championship game. Allegations arise that he's a raped someone last year. That's a big deal. Yeah, I'd like to get a female's perspective on it. Uh, Ashley, what, what do you think about the whole scenario? Well, I think as a also as a women's health nurse practitioner that any time that there's an allegation of rape, like it should be thoroughly investigated. Now, I know that you said earlier that the case was dropped, but yeah, it happened DNA in twenty twelve evidence and all of that. Um, and it makes me wonder: is it did the case get dropped because of who he is and the profile of the situation, and this girl will never get justice, or was it? justifiably dropped. So I think that's something that well, the thing is, I, I think when a lot it of, occurred, he really was nobody. I think a lot he of... He was yeah, a, exactly. a redshirt freshman who was relatively highly touted, but who isn't on Florida State's team. Right. Jameis Winston came out of nowhere this year, much like Johnny Manziel did last year, yeah. and is now the front runner for the Heisman. So but somebody think, is this, a, is this the, a scorned girl who thought she had a chance with it? Because apparently what I heard is that they dated at one point or something. I don't know. That's what the, the a buzz was. There's all was. sorts of is she a girl because yeah, he, he, he had it, and then he dumped her after one time, and she got mad. Is, there, is this vengeance? My time is the timetable. Yeah. And the question is, or I guess the thing is, you never really know. That's true. But I, mean, I think it's not fair to say or question whether or not it's legit based yeah. on the feelings or emotions of the girl when it could have definitely, it could go either way for sure. Yeah, I, like, that's why it should be left up to the to the court of the law. Let's, you know, yeah, let them let them handle it. But the court of public opinion matters right now. Let's name all the professional or, or well-known athletes who have had rape allegations at one point in their life. Mike Oscar Tyson. Oscar De La Hoya, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Kobe the most Bryant. forgivable rapist in the history of the world. I say it all the time. He's on Sex in the City. He's doing he all these not, shows. We don't know. Yeah, Mike Tyson may have had He did prison. He's sex. convicted. He was convicted of it, though. He was convicted, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was guilty. I, I don't think he was. That's just my personal opinion. I know. So we don't ever know. There's the the topic of whether or not it happened. I mean, I'm not going to Mike Tyson's. I mean, you go to Mike Tyson's hotel room at two or three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, Maybe I she was going to take a nap. You don't know. Yeah, they're playing. That's sc- true. You don't. They're know. going to play scramble. Yeah, Mike Tyson said they're going to play scramble at two in the morning. 
We're going to hop to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln buzz line where we have our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. It is because of Brandon that we're able to be on the air every Sunday from 10 <laughs> until noon. Brandon, thank you very much for joining us. Have you heard what we've been talking about with the Jameis Winston case? What is your take on the entire Jameis Winston situation and specifically on the wait for the story to come out? It's been over a year. Well, um, I think that, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's been over a year, but I don't think that the accuser just came out with it. I believe from what the records say, she reported it last year. And apparently it was held on the wraps. And um, it just came out. You know, you got the Heisman hype coming up, the undefeated season, the number two in the country. Winston is a redshirt freshman who's, you know, just go off the charts with talent. So that combined with the perfect storm. Um, you know, I don't think that, uh, and, and I was listening earlier uh, with Ashley, I think she's absolutely right. I mean, it's great to have a, another perspective than you testosterone-filled guys. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't, you, she's the, the accuser is not on trial. and Nobody's on trial now, but you can't, you know, you can't really question the accuser Right now, um, you got to wait till everything comes out in the reports and, and all that stuff and see what happens. So how serious is this for Jameson Winston? He hasn't came out and made a statement. Well, let me ask you this. Should he make, came out and make a public statement or did he leave it up to lawyers and let him, let them handle it? You say, should who come out and make so a Jameson public statement? So Jameson Winston, if, he, if I'm no. innocent... If I'm innocent, I'm just saying. If, I, if I'm an innocent person, I'm gonna come out and say I'm innocent. You know, accusations are false, and they'll come out and trial my lawyers. I'm confident in my team. You know, I'll come up and say something uh, to that extent. Should he come out and make that type of statement? No, because I mean, he's you know, he's not a he's a public figure. He's not a he's not a private citizen. He represents uh, the university. Um, he's the face of the university, uh, face of college football. One of the faces of college football. And his job is to play ball, um, you know, concentrate on that, let his attorneys uh, handle everything else. His attorneys have come out and said it was consensual. The accuser's attorney has come out and said it was rape. So, you know, let those guys or women or whoever uh, do that, do the PR stuff, and he just plays ball, man, you know. But I think that's that's the only way to handle it. I think Kelly said earlier, when this happened, nobody knew who James, Jameson Winston was, so why would the police try to cover it up? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Who knows? Um, I mean, who knows, man? It's down in Tallahassee. Maybe maybe the guys, the people down in Tallahassee, um, maybe they knew what what he was going to be. <laughs> you know, who knows? I mean, but, you know, these, these sexual, these sexual uh, assault cases, these things, I mean, you know, look at the, uh, look at the, what is this? Look at the... Uh, archdiocese and stuff like that. A lot, most, if you look at it, most of the time these sexual assault cases take a long time to come out. A lot of these accusers wait a long time and a lot of them are, a lot of them are truthful. You know, um, so it's not unusual. I don't, you know, for people to say, hey, you know, hey, that's a red flag right there. She waited so late. So I don't believe she waited late. I think the, the facts came out later on and you want to be absolutely positive um, that you before you charge somebody, that you take all the precautions 
you know, for for uh, for both individuals, you know, because she does obviously the accuser doesn't want to be publicized and 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 shouldn't shouldn't be, and um, if 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 uh, and if Winston is innocent, you know, he's uh, he you know he wants to put behind him, but I mean, it's sexual assault one is one of those charges that regardless, you know, it never goes away because you always have that stigma of being um being charged with that and then and also for the accuser you always have a stigma of you know people are gonna not people are gonna automatically say oh you want some money um or you know you just want to you're you're mad because he didn't want to be with you but i mean you know it's it's you're gonna have people in both camps now brandon from a legal perspective i'm sure you've read some of the same things i have about the Jameis winston case the original police report that was filed listed the offender as being a five foot nine male. <laughs> five foot eight, actually. Five foot eight. Yeah, five foot eight. Five foot. Eight. Um, Jameis Winston is is listed at Your six height. three. My height. I don't. I wasn't. It wasn't me. What I mean, does that hold any relevance uh, from a legal perspective? Could that have been just an error on the police officer's case, or does it sound like there's a lot of holes in this story? But maybe she doesn't know the the height. You know, maybe she's just not good at. Uh, no, it's the police officer. I think. Well, she had to. She had to tell him the height. That's the police true. officer couldn't. Yeah, she had to guess. Well, the if they dated. You would think, right? Well, she some girls know. probably. Uh, I mean, they probably just don't know. Girls aren't that's smart. Be significant. No, don't. That. Don't, I don't say start that. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> girls know how tall. Maybe she are. doesn't know how to they gauge somebody's height. A big tall quarterback and a five foot eight guy, right? I think. It's yeah. It's almost a foot a foot in height difference. It's um, a big deal. But I mean, you know, <laughs> that would be a big deal. <laughs> I would think. I mean, so that's something that James Winston's camp could <laughs> use mean, to their advantage. You know, but you know, I mean, who? You know, to be honest, man, you know, these this stuff turns on the on the flip of a dime, man. You know, these accusations, people. You know, so one report said that she had retracted it, and then the other report said that uh, the cops said, "Look, you know, this is a famous guy, or whatever. You can't. It's uh, it's going to be a big deal if you come out against it." So I mean, you know, it's one of those. If, if you take the celebrity out of it, which you can't, um, and even and even in the legal, and this this is a sad state of affairs that. You know, you can't take the celebrity out of this thing because it's it's going to be tried in the out of public opinion, the public uh, forum before you even get to anything. You know, and that's that's the that's the sad part about it because I've never heard of lawyers coming out and saying this was a rape. You know, I never I've you know accused lawyer and why does she have a lawyer? But I mean, that's, I guess that's what you have to do today. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta her lawyer looks like she's. Her lawyer's making the case to the prosecutor to go ahead and charge this guy, which is kind of weird to me, but whatever. Now, Brandon. And that's how it goes. But it's a serious, you know, sexual assault is a serious accusation. You, you want it taken very seriously. Sexual assault's never really fun to talk about. We can move past it. <laughs> I mean, it is relevant yeah. within the landscape of college football this year, undoubtedly. Um, you know, we are in the heart of where we got college, college football, college basketball. National Football League is thriving. We got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady today. Brandon, I know you're a big we got, sports yeah, guy. Yeah, the Giants and the Cowboys. Me what, and Brandon are clashing today. What has you buzzing in the world of sports today, Brandon? What did you say? Yeah. What, what is the big top story for Brandon Lawrence in the world of sports today? <laughs> is it Peyton Manning against Tom Brady? You know he's a Cowboys fan. I know, but that's not And the they're exciting. going, yeah, it is. Giants and Cowboys? How much, how much are we putting on this Manning. game, Brandon? How much are we going to put on the game? On the Giants-Cowboys. 
Oh, we put on we put on a, a bottle of that stolen Pappy Van Winkle. All right, let's do that. All right, the Pappy Van Winkle. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's got to be the big story, right? Peyton, Peyton, and uh, Peyton. Well, actually, look, what uh, is Wes Welker playing today? Wes Welker he is, is probably. Yeah, he's probable. He's probable. He's he's playing. He's not gonna miss this game. I think that's gonna be the biggest story. It's like, say, say if Wes Welker has a huge game against uh, the Patriots. I hope he doesn't play, so Eric Decker can get more catches. He may not play. Jack Del Rio, the fill-in head coach for John Fantasy Fox, points. has has said oh, he that he is play. still considering whether or not to play Wes Welker, who sustained a cu- concussion last week. I mean, wow. it's, it puts a coach in a yeah. tough position with all the publicity that goes into concussions these days. Um, are you going to play your your star wide receiver, you know, Peyton Manning's favorite target, or are you going to <laughs> sit him out in hopes of you know keeping him healthy and fresh, maybe for a playoff run? Throughout the rivalry of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, Brandon, if you had to start oh, yeah, a man. franchise, which of the two quarterbacks would you choose? Which of them would I choose to yes. start a franchise? Yep. Uh, Who's better? Man. Who's better? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, you got to go with Tom Brady, man. Okay. You got to go with Tom Brady. Carlo? I mean, he's, you know... I don't Tom like Brady one of them. The what do you mean? They're two of the greatest quarterbacks ever, though. Oh, come on, man. He's, he's the every, that he's even, the that I know you don't guy. like Tom Brady. Carlos says every week Tom Brady's washed up. He is washed up. What? He's washed up. Well, you, nah. you saw what Cam did to him this past week, last week, right? Come on, man. Cam didn't do anything. Cam had a good game. Cam, they, right now, <laughs> Carolina, <laughs> they are like, so under the radar right now. Tom Brady was a passing, a blown pass. It was not a pass. It was an uncatchable ball. I, I watched it in slow motion several times. I did too. Career. It was a underthrown. He had no chance of catching the ball. Great call by the uh, by the ref. Great no call. Yeah, but you got to go with Tom Brady. Man. Let me ask you this though. Still got their happy feet, man. Let me ask you this. Uh, your 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 favorite owner, Jerry, down in Jerry's world, made it public uh, over the weekend that he's bringing back Jason Garrett next year. How do you feel about that? Being a Cowboys fan. It's the worst decision ever, man. Somebody, somebody needs to. Uh, nah, I ain't gonna say that. Somebody needs to kidnap. They, we need a drop squad <laughs> to come and kidnap Jerry Jones, man. Is it time for him to go into the retirement him. home? Is he going to see now? Send him, send him over there with T Boone Pickens, man. They the worst, worst uh, guys with money in sports ever. <laughs> but, but shout out to Oklahoma State last night, man. It was a great game. Yeah, they got the big but, win. Uh, yeah. Huh? I said, yeah, they got the big win. What about Florida yeah, losing to Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. <laughs> hey, Charlie Strong is going to Florida. That's I just what, heard hey. it. Uh, uh, the, the buzz the is out there. I, I listened to the truth. Did the truth say anything about that? I don't think the truth touched on that. He was more talking about his relationship, you know, his uh, his friendship with Kevin Ware. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go, man, because I know y'all, because I, I enjoy hearing you, and, uh, I, I, and I appreciate uh, you, you have a, uh, an individual on there, a beautiful lady. Um, Miss Kentucky with the uh that has some perspective to it, man. But uh, look, check this out. Um, um, you you all everybody knows that that uh, a booster bought that car for Kevin Ware's friend. That's not it. It's Kevin Ware the ask do ask Kevin Ware when his, when that guy's birthday is or where his hometown is. He doesn't know that guy, man. I mean, but you know, that's just. I mean, who cares though? It's not even a big deal. It's not everybody does it, so it's no big deal. But I mean, you know, come on with the hypocrisy, man. This kid, this kid didn't show up for uh, 
He didn't show up for the traffic ticket. That's all he had to do when there even been a story, you know. But, I mean, that, that kid doesn't have no who, who, what college, how many college kids have a brand new Dodge Chargers suit? Come on, man. Get out of here with that craziness. Hey, man, but look, man, y'all have a good show. And, uh, and, and I'll be back, you know, any, you know, of course, anytime uh, you need me for the, for the legal thing, I'll be back. Um, but, um, yeah, man, I love listening to y'all, man. Peace and love, baby. Brandon J. Lawrence. Go Cowboys. Jays for justice. <laughs> I want my bottle of Pepple Van Winkle when uh, the Giants win tonight, what too. I'm not going to forget. It's whiskey. Oh. Bourbon. The good stuff. No parts of it. Good stuff. No. Mm-hmm. Brandon brings up a yeah, yeah. fair point. They had a very nice car. Kevin Ware should have just showed up to court, and it wouldn't have been a story. He probably had practice. So. <laughs> I think he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law for that ticket. Play full price. Seriously. Yes. Were you saying that to Billy Gillespie when he was getting DUIs throughout Lexington? When who? When who was Billy Gillespie, your head coach? He deserved to be fired. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He deserved. He got what he what deserved. About, what He's about no Rod, longer our coach. Rod Strickland when he got his DUIs, did he deserve to be fired? And Kevin Ware wasn't drinking. He was he did, driving fast. People like to compare. Well, yeah, the situation I'm just, I'm just saying to, he just needs to pay the full extent of his ticket. People That's like it. to compare the situation to the the Hairston case, the UNC player. He had marijuana on him. He had a legal drug on him. It's a different situation. Kevin Ware was Well, I heard speeding. he has Crohn's, so that helps. You know, really? I, I'm okay with that. Seriously. <laughs> Whether or not you're okay with it's a different topic. But, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. But, but but Brandon brings up some good points, though. Very good points. Once again, Brandon J. Lawrence brings you the weekend sports buzz. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Plenty to talk about as far as the NFL games on the docket today. We're going to get to that and more when we're back with more Weekend Sports Buzz. Music blasting, but I just can't quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epic secret. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Because we both got hot. Now check it. I got more. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick. I am Carlo Kellum, also joined in studio by the lovely Miss Kentucky, Ashley. Glad to have you. Thank you. And we're going to get into talking about your favorite sport, the big game today at 1 o'clock, uh, Louisville. Only they only have two tough games on their schedule this year, and they're playing one of them tonight, which is against North Carolina. Carlo, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think you are dramatically overstating the easiness or the level of strength difficulty. of schedule. Yeah, difficulty that, that Louisville's schedule is. Of it's course. not a cakewalk. He's a Kentucky fan. They overstate everything, like forty and O T shirts. Ooh. Well, where, actually, where, where are those? Actually, now? I have a thirty nine and one T shirt. Oh, okay. I'm a realist. So then when you guys lose at the end of December. Oh, come on. What are we going to... I'm really... I'm are gonna, we just going to keep making we, we them can, worse and worse? We, we can bet a bottle of Peppy Van Winkle on that. I don't do Peppy Van Winkle, but you can get me a bottle of Moscato when we win. Thank you. On the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, we got our man Carolina Steve, who I know is looking oh. forward to the tip-off today at 1 o'clock when Louisville Cardinals face off against your Carolina Tar Heels. Well... I really don't care who wins this game. Uh, the fact that they even let that Harrison stay on the team after being caught with marijuana and with a good. Okay. So you're boycotting the, the Tar Heels. That's right. I mean, and plus, you look. Look at all the, the scandal they've had through the academics, the class nobody had to go to. Uh, I believe if it, if, you, if it was checked that Julius Peppers Oh, you went back. Did not, uh, 
not have enough credits and stuff uh, to be eligible in football. Yeah. You know, Carolina, you're right. The University of North Carolina has had quite a bit of controversy regarding the academic fraud. It was fraud. 15 years ago. No, that Peppers Julius been, Peppers, you're right, 15 been, years he's ago, been but in it has come like to light years. more recently. A lot of the fraudulent, an entire, what appears to be an entire fraudulent department. But on the court today, Carolina, I understand you're boycotting them. You are Carolina, Steve, though. We can't deny, 1 o'clock today, Rick Bettino and Roy Williams... Matchup, they are tied for fourth all-time with seven Final Four appearances. Mm. At this point, Carolina, they both have two national championships. Rick's the only one to ever have done it at two different schools. Uh, Roy almost did it at Kansas. He's won two with UNC. Historically, you've been around for a while, Carolina. Who's the better coach? Who has the better resume? Neither one of them. <laughs> the guy seven miles down the road from Chapel Hill's the best coach. No. Okay, I understand. I'm, I'm, that makes sense. No. I can't deny that. Speaking factually, Coach K is the greatest. Do you? What, does anyone disagree with that? Coach K is the greatest. Of course I do. I, I, mean, I dislike Duke coach. more than any uh, college in, in sports. Man. You may dislike them. I am not. Yeah, I also am not a Duke fan, but I cannot deny he, he's that one he's more. a I'm, fabulous coach. Name one player off that championship team they had recently. John May. No, I'm talking about well, Duke, Duke, Duke's last championship team. Name uh, one player. My point uh, exactly. I've been reading on Facebook that, that Calipari uh, and uh, Memphis may have to forfeit that uh, second place finish. Uh, What's to that? Kansas in the, What's that, Carolina? I've been reading. I've been reading on Facebook that Memphis may have to forfeit that or uh, that second place finish, about like Massachusetts was. Wow. No one. No one really gets too caught up in forfeiting a second place finish, though. Yeah, I know, but I got one to ask y'all that uh, this is this is hilarious. Oh, and it involves college football. What football team went to court to uh, get out of a contract with Louisville in football, saying they were the worst team in college football? Duke. That's correct. And guess what? They could be in the BCS this year. You're right, Carolina. Duke has had a very impressive season. How good are they? If we see Louisville, if they don't go to the BCS, and we see Louisville and Duke matched up. In the Russell Simmons Bowl? Russell Simmons Bowl, whatever it is. Russell Athletic. What I was Russell Athletic. <laughs> the bowl that you guys will be watching from Lexington. Just saying. Actually, Louisville fans aren't even watching that game. Who, that who wins, Carolina? Is it Duke or is it the Cardinals? I like Duke because I like their head football coach, David Cutcliffe. I mean, here's a man who coached two of the best quarterbacks in professional football in Eli and Peyton Manning. That's right. Peyton Manning Manning goes down to see him. He has built the deep program into a winner. They might not win, but I'd be pulling for Coach Cut. And I've been going to see Carolina and Duke play since the 60s when uh, my dad would take me down there as a young tyke and uh, watch it. But there's one team I had rather see. They won't play. They can't look at uh, get it out. But I'd rather see play uh, Louisville, and that is my team, Kelly. Your East Carolina Pirates. Yes, I want you to look up something real quick. See what the quarterback season stats are. All right, uh, on that. A, a couple year, a couple weeks ago, he was actually ahead of Katie Bridgewater. In completion percentage. 
Compare him and Bridgewater. All right, just a moment. I'm working on it. What's his name? We were going to Teddy Bridgewater's stats in Carolina. Not, I, see. I think we can all agree Teddy Bridgewater's statistics this season are not indicative of his value. We can all agree with that, right? I think so. There's no question about it. He is a professional quarterback who happens to play for a head coach, Charlie Strong, who I love, who's building a program that focuses on defense and ball control. Carla? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show. I mean, I, They're not going for style Don't get me points. wrong. Teddy they, Bridgewater I, does great at, 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 at what yeah. he's expected to do, and he's still, Matt and I still have my bet, Teddy will be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. I, 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 no, I think his stock is dropping in that department. No. I think so. I mean, you got According Johnny. to who? According to Kentucky fans? No, I'm, not, I'm being realistic because they should give him the chance to showcase his talent because he can play some ball. They, so have then, a, they have a very explosive offense, but Watson's not opening up the offense. They, they're capable of making big plays, and he's capable of scoring four to five touchdowns a game, but he's not given the opportunity. So is it about one player getting the glory, or is it about the team getting no, the No, I'm talking about the, the offense. They didn't get they, Well, yeah, I, yeah, I do have one loss. And when the game, y'all could have opened up the offense and ran some more dynamic plays, which you guys have the, the talent to do so. You those say we should have. Before. Should have. They should have. Should have. Why? To appease the aesthetic um, – Appeal. Well, not only does it help him, but it helps the team in the BCS rankings. The more points you score, the higher you're up in the rankings. That's true, and it's tough to argue with that. At the end of the day, Charlie Strong and Sean Watson are trying to win games. Van Spedford, they're trying to win games. They're not. I, I, I don't disagree that it's more appealing to a young recruit and to the majority of fans to run a more exciting style, an Oregon-type offense, but... That's not what they're doing. They're trying to win games. Carolina, I got the information. Shane Carden, 32 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 72.8 completion percentage. Very impressive season. Are you still there, Carolina? Yeah, I'm still there. I'm listening. I'm just eating that up. Uh, about, and he's still got one game to go, too. There's no question about it. He's putting up a great year. Uh, his offensive coordinator, clearly, and his coach, they, they run the style that is conducive to big stats. Carolina, thanks for calling in. We look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend. I think we got to run to a quick commercial break, but we're going to come back and finish talking about North Carolina and Louisville, which is the big you know college game of the day at 1 o'clock. So we're going to finish breaking that down, get Miss uh, Lovely Ashley's perspective on the game and what she thinks the outcome may be. We'll be right back with the Weekend Sports Bus. Rules everything around me. Queen, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Show with your host, Kelly Patrick. I am Carlo Kellum. Once again, we're joined in the studio by the lovely Ashley Danielle, Miss Kentucky. And we have a caller on the line. We have Big Easy, Zach McWright, who is a local legend. How you doing this morning, Zach? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing great. We really appreciate you joining us. I know you have a, a long-standing history of being on the radio airwaves in the local area here, and you've been in St. Louis for, what is it, a couple years? Yeah, about three years now, yeah. Wow, uh, three years now. So we appreciate you coming on with us this morning. Um, and I know that your forte is college basketball, so we're not going to shy away from talking about what is going on in the world of college basketball right now. I know you're, 
You're you grew up around the IU program. Um, specifically today, we have a big test for the Louisville Cardinals as they match up with Roy Williams, North Carolina Tar Heels. It looks like Louisville is a, a huge favorite from trying to look at this game from a, a, a perspective far away. You would say Louisville has all the, the tools at their disposal. They should easily win this game. Do you think North Carolina has a chance to upset the number 3 ranked Cardinals? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, and, he, and here's why. I always um, – it, it seems as though it's every year, although, although Rick has proven me wrong in the last couple of years, but – it seems as though they always have one trip up in the non-conference almost every year. Now, usually it's against a team that's not worth a damn. Um, you know, that's happened in the past. Western Kentucky comes to mind. Um, you know, down, teams that are down, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm blanking on others, but it seems like always that, there's always that one team during the non-conference that trips them up. Right. Now, it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened lately. Um, I don't, I don't remember it happening, happening last year. But um, this year, I still, I, I still feel like it's going to happen. And the, uh, the other thing that, um, that makes me think that North Carolina's got a chance is, you know, we used to always talk, and again, uh, Rick bucked this trend last year, so, you know, take, get, take what I'm about to say for what it's worth. It may mean nothing. But before last year, it always felt like Rick was one of those guys who wasn't able – his team wasn't as good the second day. The second day of a weekend tournament, sure. um, and we usually we usually saved that stuff for um, you know the Big East Conference tournament or the NCAA tournament, where he didn't have really enough time to prepare like he wanted to for the next opponent because it was it was coming so quickly. Now, again, he's bucked those trends here in recent years, so this could all be uh, a moot point at this point, but. I always feel like that stuff will eventually trip him up. So those two things together, um, you know, the the the, the fact that he usually uh, finds a way for his team to like need a learning lesson. It's almost as if he needs a learning lesson for his team. Like this is a way for him to break down his team mentally and then build them back up again, like he does in usual years. A combination of that and uh, and and the fact that he's, you know, it's it hasn't always been easy for him to prepare for a team on short notice. I feel like North Carolina's got a chance, but would I pick against Louisville? Probably not. So North Carolina's been playing without their stars, P.J. Harrison and Leslie McDonald. How much do you think that will impact the outcome of this game, and how do you think they may fare a little bit differently if those guys were suiting up tonight or this afternoon? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a different game. There's, there's no doubt about it. This is where I think North Carolina gets into trouble. I I think the way North Carolina wins is if their perimeter shooting is is just off the charts, which that does it, and that doesn't really feel like a North Carolina team. Um, they they don't have anybody to really spread the floor. You know, if I'm Louisville, if I'm Rick Pitino, without PJ Harrison and and you know without both those guys, I'm I'm really packing it in. I'm making sure McAdoo doesn't go off, and and with the rest of the guys, I'm I'm just packing it in as far as I can, and I'm saying good luck. And and so that means, you know, if I'm Roy Williams, I counter with, all right, let me get my shooters out there and uh, and see if they can't hit some threes. So if it's me, I'm probably saying, you know, uh, I, 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 if, if North Carolina wins, my prediction will be, or if they keep it close, it will be because of the three-point shot. 
and I, I would ex- I would expect I would predict that North Carolina uh, shoots more threes today than they than they have uh, in any other game this season. That'd be my prediction. That's awesome. So on the Louisville side of the ball, what do you think? The fact that Montrez Harrell is a North Carolina native, do you think that will play a role in his performance today? What do you expect to see from him? Uh, it may. I mean, if I, I guess if I were if I were a college kid in that spot, I feel like I feel like I'd want to perform. Uh, you know, in in front of uh, a team that I I ended up growing up with. So yeah, I I think it probably would, but um, uh, you know, I, I again, this is one of those things where I, I, I'm I'm really big. Look, I'm really big on Rick Pitino kind of controlling his team, and, and he does it really well in most years. Um, so if if he wants to, you know, if if Rick thinks that that's getting the mantra's head, um, then he's gonna he's gonna sit him down. He'll he'll uh, he'll be the first guy to get like get that. You know, bull bleep out of your head. That'll be. That's the kind of uh, coach that I think Rick Pitino is, where he will he will make he will make sure that if if uh, a guy is emotionally affected by something, that that uh, he'll make sure that it won't happen anymore. He'll make sure that that will stop immediately. So um, that'll probably. My guess is that'll probably mean that Harold will either have a great game or he won't have a good or he'll have a terrible game. There may there may not be an in between today for him. Easy, I know that this season of college ba- basketball is being built up as a um, super season. You know, you look up and down the top 10 of the USA Today coaches poll, and you got teams, Oklahoma State, they've got Marcus Smart, who's back. Um, Ohio State even has guys with name recognition, Aaron Kraft. You know, everybody knows a lot of these players, more so than I have seen in, in many years. I want to know, as someone... Easy, who, who's covered college basketball at a very close level for many years. How great of a season is this set up to be, and what other seasons in years past could we compare it to? Well, it's it's really tough to say. I mean, because you're you're right. I think you named a couple of players that we're all very familiar with, but at the same time, those numbers, if you if you put them in a deeper context with um, with with names all time, you know I don't think those names really resonate. I mean I think the 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 one and done rule has kind of changed the way we uh, the way we do things in college basketball. Where those those guys are still, you know, while while we know a couple of those guys' names, I think we used to know more. Okay. Um, when, when everybody when everybody wasn't going to the NBA um, right out of high school because they weren't ready or whatever or because it just wasn't the the, the thing to do back in the 90s the the, the the mid-90s the early 90s the late 80s back in those days we knew everybody college basketball i think was as popular as it ever was then but because nobody really gets um nobody really gets to know these guys anymore because the best players only stay for one year um then you know it it, it kind of it doesn't. It doesn't make it feel as memorable. But if you if you put it in the scheme, if you put it in the context of man, nobody ever ever stays these days. And and now look at this year. Then yeah, there is certainly an uptick in the last. You know, if you, if you counted the last ten years or so, there's certainly an uptick of returning players that we all know. 
uh, that are in this year. But if you put it in the grand scheme of things, it ends up being a little different. I will say this. this you know, everybody hates the – I feel like everybody hates the one-and-done rule, and I understand why. But if not for the one-and-done rule, we wouldn't have had nights like we had um, – what was that, two weeks ago now? Amazing. In Chicago, where Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, I mean, those were all NBA players, and they were all on the same floor. And we don't have that without the one-and-done rule. So there are some good things about that one-and-done rule. <laughs> Certainly. You know, you wouldn't see Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, any yeah. of the guys on Kentucky's team, any yeah. of their nine incoming freshmen. Uh, Over the last couple of years, we probably wouldn't see you know. No, so that's a, that's a very good point there, Easy. Five, ten years from now, who do you think from this class will it be Jabari Parker, who has the more complete game, a little bit more polished of a, a passer, lets the game come to him, or maybe Andrew Wiggins or Julius Randle? Who's the best player as far as staying power once they get to the NBA? Who will we look back and will be the, the player from this class that really stands out? Man, I I love Julius Randle. I really do. Um, now, I... And, and I think, see, I think it's weird how, how you word the question really makes a difference. Because um, with Randall, if you were to ask me the question, who's NBA ready now? I think out of all those guys, who's most NBA ready? I think it's Randall. Um, but in you know, in five years, who's got staying power? Man, that's that's tough. I'd probably go. I'd probably go Parker or Wiggins. There, Wiggins. I'm just you know. I feel like I've seen it all athletically, and I don't think I have. I mean, I think I just now have um, with Wiggins. I just, I mean, he is just a, he's a specimen, man. I just, I, I don't think I've ever quite seen, I didn't know, I thought, like I said, I thought I'd seen everything athleticism-wise, and I feel like he's got a little something extra. Jabari Parker, I think, though, has the most complete game. So if I had to, I mean, if I had to bet on it for who's the, you know, Who's the NBA player that will be uh, most talked about five years from now? I'm probably going to go with Jabari Parker. But, um, again, right now it's different. If you, if you ask the question just a little bit differently, I may give you an answer of every one of those guys. I really love Randall right now. He's probably the one I think is most NBA-ready right now. But uh, the most complete player five years from now in the NBA to me is probably going to be Parker. Now, Easy, I know, I, I, being someone who's followed your career very closely for years, uh, you were a co-host with Matt Jones for a while here in Louisville. Um, then, you, as you mentioned earlier, you spent a few years um, it, with ESPN in St. Louis. So you have a very unique perspective, in my opinion, on this Kevin Ware situation. In St. Louis, did you hear much about it? Is it just within the confines of the state of Kentucky that all the attention is given to it? What's your take on the entire Kevin Ware situation, and is it being blown out of proportion? Well, it's not hitting the airwaves here. I mean, uh, it's not hitting the airwaves in the newspaper here, but, I mean, I, I, I certainly know about it. I find it an interesting story. Um, and, look, my take on it is this. L fans will call it blown out of proportion. UK fans will will call it, you know, the opposite of that, and that's just the way it's going to be, you know. And and I and what I find interesting in in the in the entire situation is if if the if the roles were reversed, U of L fans would be all over, you know, 
all over this kid, whoever it was, and UK fans would say, you're blowing it out of proportion. So it's, it's going to be the same either way. So for, you know, I, what I, my advice for, for Louisville fans, my advice would be, um, if you don't think it's a big deal, that's fine. But you're going to have to listen to those UK fans because you're going to do the same thing back to them, you know, eventually anyway. You know, I mean, or, or, or you already have, you know. So that's just the way it goes, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's just like, you know, you know, fan, nobody's blowing it out of proportion, okay? It, 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 when somebody, you know, when, 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 you, when you go 90, when, I mean, really for me, if it's his car, all it has to be, if you the only thing, the only fact you have to change for me is that the car needs to be his. If that's the case, then I, I would probably never talk about it. Hey, Mr. T, got a speeding ticket. He's a moron for going 50 over. But he missed. He got a speeding ticket. He missed his court date. Big deal. But if, if this car—that's if this car was—if the car was his. But since it's not, then you're gonna have questions. He's the most popular guy on the Louisville basketball team. The most popular guy driving somebody else's car in Bowling Green for crying out loud, or, or on the way to Bowling Green, uh, going 50 over. And oh, by the way, that car is somehow connected to a booster. It's gonna make it's gonna make people ask questions. If you made that car his, that's the only difference that you would have to change in my book for it to be a non-story, a complete non-story. But don't get so worked up about it, U of L fans. UK fans are gonna poke at you just like you poke at them. That's just the way it goes in this town, you know. No question about it. Easy, I know you spent three years in St. Louis with ESPN. What a great city for you to spend some time in. I know, along with myself, you're a baseball guy. I've heard many people say that you can make a case St. Louis is one of the greatest uh, baseball cities in the country. And now you're headed to a different, uh, in a dif- different direction with your career. Any idea as far as what your next move will be? And tell us a little bit about how the experience was in St. Louis. Oh well, St. Louis was great. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's no doubt. It was there was a lot of good people. I learned a lot. I never got really any coaching doing sports radio when I was in Louisville. I just kind of, I mean, I kind of winged it. I mean, I didn't really get any, you know, like anybody telling me, all right, this is, you know, if you want better ratings or if you want people to listen to you, this is, you know, do it, do it this way or, or tweak these couple of different things fundamentally and you'll be better. I never got that. So I was very lucky that somebody heard me in Louisville and said, hey, we want you in St. Louis. And then when I got here, I I learned so many things here about how to do sports radio that I wish I knew those things when I was in Louisville. That's how, that's, I mean, I wish I knew those things a long, a long time ago because they all make sense. Um, but it's they, they've always been great to me. It's uh, it, it was a, a bittersweet finish here. Uh, for me here, but um, it's kind of been exciting. Kind of uh, been been searching around, been poking around a little bit. Some some uh, opportunities back in Louisville. There's there's uh, an opportunity maybe in uh, Oklahoma City, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Tampa, Cleveland. There's been a lot of a lot of different cities call. So it's kind of uh, I feel like I'm a you know you you feel like a, a an old baseball player or a football player that's a that's a free agent, and you're getting, and you're getting phone calls, and it, it all comes down to if they give you the official offer sheet, and then after that, what's the best opportunity 
that uh, that you think it is? What you know that I think it is? What's my best opportunity? Which one do I pick? So it's kind of uh, it's kind of been a cool experience. It's been a blessing in disguise. I know in the Louisville area, there's a lot of buzz as to what your next move will be. Any chance we get a, a LeBron-like decision announced live <laughs> live stream? Do, do it on our show. Yeah, yeah do it yeah, on our show. Yeah. No, no. Okay. no. I uh, if uh, I again, that's that's funny that you call it LeBron-like because I I ended up being I and I know this is going to sound so bandwagonish and that's fine. I'm I don't I really don't care, but I'm a LeBron fan based solely on how how bad people hated on him after the decision. You know, so I mean I, I didn't even I wasn't even a huge fan of him before that. And so yeah, people go, Oh, you're just on the bandwagon. Yeah, whatever. I mean if you think that that's fine. But there's a lot of people that are killing him still for a couple of different for just two things. One, the pep rally where he goes not one, not two, not three oh, yeah. which he didn't know that was going to be well. I mean, he probably should have known, but my guess is, you know, he he, he was at a pepper. He was at a Miami pep rally. He was having you know, fun. Who, 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 yeah, who knows that? Yeah, who knows that's going to be broadcast all over television? It's a pep rally for the city of Miami, and then, but he should have known better, probably. And then, two, his biggest crime is is a decision on television that resulted in a seven figure sum going to the Boys and Girls Club. That's his biggest crime. That's his biggest crime. So. If that's his biggest crime, I'm all in with him. That's a that's a damn good guy, and he's the best player on the planet. And um, and because everybody else hates on him, it makes me want to love him. So, so but so but yes, those are. Two, I tell you what, I will have a decision if it ends up being if it ends up resulting like LeBron and a huge sum going to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Then yes, I would have a decision. Otherwise, no. Okay, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get back with you. I'll be working on the on that charity. <laughs> Go for it. Help me out. Thank you very much for joining us today, Easy. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. And me personally, as a fan of sports radio, you know, uh, it's an honor to be in the, the business, be able to host this show each week. And I hope personally and selfishly that I get to hear you on the airwaves here in the Louisville area sometime soon. Thank you. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Easy. All right, man. Good stuff there from Zach from brought up a good Zach point, McClure. man. He, he got feedback in St. Louis that he didn't get here. That's kind of how I felt about you. You don't give me any feedback, Kelly. Seriously. Like, you and Matt guys don't help me. You're going to tell me anything. we got to start doing it. Okay. Uh, have a constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah. Can I be the judge? Yes, you can. Ashley, yeah. I'd like for you to give us some feedback about today's show. Actually. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. So what well, I, I mean, I'm having an awesome time, and I think this has been great. You that, some good that's questions, a, by that's the way. a little too softball. We need some constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. We've got to get rid of this U of L, or UK guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just completely <laughs> all U of L, unbiased, unbiased, unbiased. But I'm, but I'm, I'm at all the U of L games. I could do all, all the U of L games. Carlo is the yeah. the the, uh, the Kentucky fan who goes to all the U of L games. I like sports, and you like you drive you, to Lexington. Then I, I just wish yeah, there, you, you know, I, I wish there would be some better competition I could see, but hey, you know, I can get, get in what I'm And you I like an in. amazing product, and we know Louisville puts that out and everything. Yeah, they have great food also. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, great uh, interview there with, with, with Zach, or not interview. <laughs> I did, we did a great interview. No, it was a great time to have Zach on. He offers some great insight as far as college basketball. I liked his perspective about historically. I think I am getting a little too caught up in the fact that there's all these guys – 
with name recognition this year in college basketball. Aaron Kraft, Marcus Smart, LeBron yeah, Nash, yeah. guys like that. Uh, Zach makes a great point that years ago we there wouldn't were, see these guys. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. see these guys. But at the same time, there there was a lot of players who did stick around, and we would have a lot more name recognition. So this is a great year compared to maybe I'm a Louisville fan, so I hate to downplay last year because Louisville made just the greatest run to the national championship ever. One thing that's obvious, but, though. But it, this year does seem to be stacking up to be yeah. a, a much more exciting year overall. It, one thing that works into Louisville fans' advantage, if they didn't have this one-and-done rule, you would, you still have the same players. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. And I'm okay with that. Our, our players didn't yeah, graduate. Yeah, yeah we still have the same players. Just saying. No, I'm okay with that. There's no question Cal and Rick do it in two different ways. No denying that. There's one polar extreme, and if they were exactly the same, it wouldn't be as exciting. Agreed. You know? Hey, you're right. I mean, that, that, so, I mean, it's styles make fights in boxing. Styles make the... the, the, the if, coaching if, ranks, If yes. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, if it wasn't a white guy and a black guy, it wouldn't be as exciting. If it wasn't one guy who's slower, one guy who's a shooter, one guy who's a passer, you got to have some contrast to make it real exciting. And Rick and Cal definitely deliver that. I agree. we got four minutes. Um, I, I need some help real quick. All right. This what what do you got, Carlo? This is very important. Maybe Ashley can help out. Uh-oh. I have the longest win streak in our fantasy football's history right now at seven <laughs> games. I'm debating what defense should I start today, Kansas City going against San Diego or Pittsburgh against Cleveland? Hmm. What defense should I put out there? Kansas City or Pittsburgh? Yes, Kansas City's playing San Diego at San Diego and Pittsburgh's at, at Cleveland, I believe. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. I was going to say Pittsburgh yeah. also. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, they're <laughs> at Cleveland. In the doghouse? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm in Ohio. I was born in Ohio. but right, I'm going I'm, to take a guy's word for it. I don't fold the Browns. My streak is the longest win streak in our league's history is on the line today. Who's our league? Uh, like, is, are, There's more people in the league besides oh, in you? This, in this league. <laughs> well, oh, okay. In the league that we have competitively here for the sports buzz, but I have the longest win streak that's ever been in this league's history. Seven games right now. Okay. So. It's a shame your football team couldn't share that. <laughs> Speaking of which, we haven't oh, even gotten to Kentucky yet. Nobody yeah, cares. Nobody cares. Good, nobody that. cares. I want to know. We only have a few minutes left, Carlo. As a, you are a. I know you like you like Notre Dame football. Yes, I do. But you're a University of Kentucky football fan, right? Uh, yeah, I like both. Okay. Yeah, I grew up on Notre Dame football. Okay. Are you discouraged? Are you happy with Mark Stoops? Or is this about where you expected things to be? Well, Two wins? You're not going to win any more games. I, I predicted are this. Are you bailing I, out? Are you saying Mark, fire no, Mark Stoops? I, no, I predicted the season would end up this way. I looked at the schedule. I said, we have two games, possibly three. Uh, no, I threw Vanderbilt in there. But, no, I mean, I expected this. Next year is going to be a different story. you got to give his players a chance to get in there and, and, and get in the system. Hmm. When they're juniors and seniors, it's going to be a different Kentucky team. They'll be competitive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Johnson was one and fifteen his first year With the as the Cowboys head coach, and he went on to win right two after Super Bowls. Herschel Walker, yeah, trade. So it's got to go through that bump, those bumps and bruises. But he doesn't get this pass next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we should circle back and have this conversation next. I'm usually ninety eight. I'm usually ninety eight percent right most of the time. Oh, so I'll be more glad to re- recircle it and 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 brag about it. Hmm. Been a great show. I want to encourage everyone. Make sure you tune in next Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 till 12 as we bring you more weekend sports buzz. Today at 1 o'clock, big game for the Cards. Um, you know, playing in Connecticut, the culmination of this tournament, fight, you know, going against the, the Tar Heels. How much will can we read into this? Rick Patino teams do drop, do lay eggs early in the season a lot of times. I don't expect it today. 
but it's no question about it a big game. Didn't North Carolina lose to Belmont? They did. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think I think Louisville will get an easy win today over North Carolina. Uh, the, I would think so. The real the test to be the real test to be on what whenever they play us, Kentucky. It's such a shame. Once again, I want to thank Ashley Danielle. Thank for you joining for having us me. Today. Thank you. Uh, been a great show, Carlo. Thank hey, you very much. Glad to be back, man. We will be back next weekend with more weekend sports buzz. We're on vacation.